Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you are catching up with us. All our services are online at the moment, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this encouraging message from our pastoral team. Awesome. Hello and welcome. Hope that you're enjoying today, wherever you're watching from. It's great to have you with us. We're about to jump into the Bible. We believe that it's God's Word, believe that it has wisdom and life for us. And we have been in the middle of a really cool series. It's been entitled The Preset Mindset. And we have been unpacking the reality that we live life with preset ideas, preset thinking that actually ends up dictating how we perceive life, how we respond to life, uh, but specifically how we respond to ourselves, other people, what value we place on ourselves and other people, as well as how we interpret circumstances. So all in all, a really, really valuable Uh, element of life to become aware of, the fact that we live with these preset mindsets. And if you've been tracking with us, there was an incredible message on dealing with doubt. Uh, Also, we looked at the, the, the idea that how we perceive things or our perception will determine our, our, our direction. Uh, so if we perceive a certain thing about life, it will determine how we approach or how we move through or what we move towards in life. Super critical uh, towards uh, in terms of progressing into the life that we believe that God has for us. And this morning, we want to finalize, we want to close the chapter on uh, this, this single thought of a preset mindset. And to do that, I want to jump back into what has been our series scripture. If you've been following along, it's been Romans uh, chapter 8. And uh, starting at verse 14 and going through to verse 16, it says this. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Instead, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, by the spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And we've really been highlighting this reality that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God in us, testifies with us about the truth that we are believing. And that has been the underlying, uh, I guess, reality that has, that has been permeating our discussion around having a preset mindset. And, and this morning, actually, I, I would love if I could just pray for you. If that's all right. Very quickly, I want to pray that right now as we open up God's word, uh, that he would be speaking to you, uh, that, that his Holy Spirit would be moving. Uh, in your life, working to rearrange mindsets and perceptions and and that he would be moving you into a greater sense of freedom in your thinking uh, about yourself, about others, uh, about circumstances and, and ultimately about the life and the purpose that he has for you. So God, right now, just begin to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you a bit of a story. Uh, if that's all right, I like telling stories. I hope you like listening to my stories. This, this one is related a little bit to this idea of testifying. Uh, quite a few years ago, I was having a, a cup of coffee. Uh, it was an evening coffee. I don't do that anymore because now I'm aging. My caffeine uh, levels have to be monitored very specifically. If I have coffee after about three, I'm up very late at night. So this is, this is back when I was younger and caffeine was not an issue. And so I could have coffee at like eight o'clock at night. 
And so we were actually out uh, on this very popular street in Newcastle having a coffee with some friends and witnessed um, uh, an assault, witnessed two, two, two gentlemen um, obviously had had a disagreement about something and it had got quite violent and the police had showed up and in that moment I don't know whether I just got carried away with you know being, being someone like 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 in the movies or whatever but I'm like oh I you know you can put my name down I, I saw it I'm, I'm happy to, to to be a witness um, not really honestly realizing the ramifications of doing that and uh, you know, went home that night, not a problem. Lo and behold, a few months later, I got a phone call from the police officer. And he's like, hey, and I don't know if you've ever had a phone call from a police officer, uh, like my heart immediately was in my mouth, like, oh, what have I done? Um, and he was like, do you remember that you put your name down at this particular day as a witness to this particular situation that occurred? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pull the tissues out and mop the sweat from, from my brow. And he said, listen, uh, the situation has actually ended up in court and we would like you to come and to testify as a, as a witness. And I was like, oh, really? Um, okay, yep. I'll be honest, I don't actually really remember a lot. That was a few months ago and uh, my brain is a little bit like a sieve. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm sure you remember this, this and, and, and those sorts of things. And anyway, so I showed up. Uh, to court for this particular uh, a trial, I guess, and um, sat sat with the police officer, waiting our turn to, to get up, and, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and eventually, what happened was that the person never they never showed up. Uh, they never showed up to argue against uh, what they you know were, were in court for, and so I went home, and I didn't have to testify, but preparing this message, I got thinking about this idea of testifying. Uh, and what it is to testify, uh, to, to, to sit in a courtroom and to ultimately bring evidence before a judge where the judge is going to weigh the evidence that he hears and ultimately determine a decision based on the evidence. And I don't know if you've ever had to testify, but the reality is actually in our minds, we testify to ourselves all the time all the time. You see, uh, we are used to believing things that we readily uh, see. We, we're used to believing what we feel about a situation. We, what we taste, what we touch, what we experience in this life, we're actually conditioned to, to operate in such a way that the evidence of our experiences are the ones that we give greatest credit to. They are the ones that we hold to as factual in our lives. The, the evidence that we receive from our feelings sometimes can feel like the only evidence available to us in our lives. Our, our emotions and our senses speak to us about the life that we live. Uh, and, and actually what that will do is it causes us to begin to wonder why our belief in God, our beliefs about God or about ourselves come under scrutiny in our thinking. You see, for most Christians, when we, when we hear the word such as doubt, right, we, we immediately think of, of old Thomas, right? Tom Tom in the Bible gets a bad name. Um, it's probably why most of us doubt the accuracy of our GPS because it's named Tom Tom. Um, but the reality is that, that Thomas doubted that Jesus had raised from the dead. 
And he said to his mates, he said, look, honestly, unless I see the, the holes in his hands, unless I put my hand in, in, in the, the wound in his side, unless I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Um, and I love that Jesus wasn't put off by his doubt, but he worked to, to uh, interact and, and speak into his doubt. And he showed up uh, and said, hey, Thomas, look at me. Here I am. Here's the hand. You know, do what you need to do to believe. But he makes this statement in John 20, 29. He says, you believe, Thomas, because you have seen me. But blessed are those who believe but have not seen, but have not seen. You see, as Christians, we're actually called to live by faith, not by sight. Or if, if, if you permit me, we are called to live by faith, not by experiential proof. You see, this is, this is the, the, the conundrum that as Christians we, we live with in our, in our minds because we are conditioned to, to believe the evidence of our experience. And yet sometimes we are called to believe things that are contrary to our experience. How, how do we do navigate that journey? How do we stay the course of belief in, in, in a God or, or in things about God or in things about ourselves that God would say about us and yet have all of the evidence of our experience, what we see, what we feel, what we taste, our, our emotions, essentially all testifying something different. The reality is that faith is the alternate evidence. And if you wanted to put a title on the message this morning, you could, you could very easily title it the alternate evidence. You see, we might be conditioned to, to take our experiences. We might be conditioned to take our emotions. We might be conditioned to take what we see and, and touch and smell as the only evidence. But scripture tells us that actually we have an alternate evidence. Uh, if we go to Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says something very interesting. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the, the evidence of things not seen. Faith itself is a form, it is a source, it is, a, it is an evidence for the things that we are believing about God, ourselves, things that Scripture says about us. Faith itself is our alternate evidence to our experiential reality. And too often what we don't do is we don't lean into faith like it carries the same substance, the same weight, the same evidential weight in our thinking. We don't lean into that like we do our experiential evidence. We put way too much weight and emphasis on our experiential evidence in, in constructing our mindsets about things than we do into our faith. Somehow we, we still hold on to this idea that our faith should be built on our experience, not that our faith is an absolute alternate evidence to the things that we experience. You see, the reality is that often truth such as God loves me, God is for me, I am valuable to Christ. For instance, my life is worth the very life of, of Christ himself. That's how valuable that I am to God. Scripture would say that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am adopted into the family of God, that God chose me, that God wanted me. And yet sometimes our experiences will say things that are totally opposite to that. And we have to have an alternate evidence to bring before ourselves 
to help us hold on to, validate and, and, and stabilize those faith mindsets in our thinking. Otherwise, circumstances will arrive and they will, they will bring with them, like we talked about a few weeks ago, they will bring with them doubt and doubt will slowly but surely undealt with dismantle the stability of, of our belief system. We're called to live by our faith, not by our feelings, not by our experiences. Uh, we choose to live based on the evidence of our faith, not the evidence of our life. Let me, let me give you this kind of picture, right? Imagine that your mind is a little bit like a courtroom. And, and, and the way your mind has been designed to work is that you are the own judge of your thinking. There is, there is a, a scientific concept uh, called metacognition where, where we think about our thinking, where we can, can take an objective view of our own thoughts and judge them. We can, we can perceive, is this thought helpful to be having or not? Now, most of us aren't really very used to doing that. It's not something that we practice all that often. But can I tell you, it's something that we need to get good at doing. Otherwise, we will allow all kinds of thoughts to run rampant in our minds unchecked. When actually our mind is, is a courtroom and we are the judge of the thoughts that we allow to hold space in our minds, to have time in our minds, and to end up building constructs in our mind, which will end up determining how we perceive life, how we value other people, how we think about ourselves, and, and the, the ultimate destination that we will end up in in our lives. So imagining that our minds are a courtroom. Just like I sat ready to testify with evidence in, in the courtroom that, uh, of real life, so too our minds uh, uh, have, have evidence being brought to it. Life will testify a particular evidence, but our faith sometimes will bring an alternate evidence. And what we have to do is we have to weigh these up. We have to, every time we receive evidence that will either confirm or, or, or look to undermine our belief system, we have got to work out, are we going to choose faith as the evidence, are we going to hold on to it where faith has enough substance to, to add value and, and to be judged as valid and therefore supporting the belief-based mindsets that we have? Or are we going to allow the, the evidence that comes in from our life experience to ultimately weigh the decision of our minds and the decision of the mindsets that we are building, transforming and renewing in our thinking? And the thing is that only, only you can do that for yourselves. You know, our minds are designed to search for evidence that confirms the preset mindsets that we already have. This is why it's so important to partner with the Holy Spirit to build accurate, scripturally based mindsets. Because your mind will first search for the evidence which lines up with the preset mindset you already have. It takes a lot more effort to, to try to dismantle a preset mindset and find evidence elsewhere to build a new one. 
It takes a whole lot more effort when, when your life is continually saying one thing and you have agreed with that for so long. It takes a whole lot of effort to dismantle that, take a hold of the Word of God and rebuild a different mindset. But it's not impossible. In fact, God says that when we partner with the Holy Spirit, we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that there is a process that we can partner with the Holy Spirit in to do that very work. But, but we have to engage in that. We have to be intentional in that. We have to sit with God and allow Him to reveal the mindsets that we have that are, that are out of alignment with, with the Word of God and then, and then allow Him to inspire us through His Holy Spirit with, with scriptures that are going to help to build the mindsets that, that He would desire that we have in our lives. But, but we have to recognize we're the judge in the courtroom weighing those pieces of evidence. Pastor Craig Rochelle says this, he says, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And in the courtroom of our mind, either, either faith will decide or experience will dictate. You will either build continually and consistently utilizing faith itself as your evidence or you will allow experiences and circumstances to tell you what you should believe about life. And ultimately, you are in charge of judging what evidence you are going to hold on to and use to build your mindsets with. You see, doubt, doubt is the big questioner because as we've talked about, doubt comes in on the back of those circumstances that, that, that are different to maybe what we expected or what we're believing for. Uh, you know, doubt will come in on the back of those. And I like, to, I like to think that doubt is, he's like the great cross-examiner of a courtroom. You know, the, the, the second lawyer that gets up and, and tries to throw shade on the testimony of, of, of a particular witness, tries to discredit that witness. If you allow doubt to have access and time in your thinking, it is going to work to cross-examine the evidence of faith every time. It is going to look to, to question faith from every angle and try to use every piece of experiential evidence it can to, to discredit the testimony of faith, to undermine the evidence of faith uh, and to try to tell you a different story. And we, we heard weeks ago how to deal with doubt, but I want to remind you that if you allow it to have time in the courtroom of your mind, it will work to cross-examine faith every time. And you need to be proactive against doubt. You need to be at work to dismantle doubt as soon as it comes in. Dr. Caroline Leaf says this, she says, thoughts are real. They're physical things that occupy mental real estate. Moment by moment, Every day, you are changing the structure of your brain through your thinking. The great news there is that at any point in time, in a day, a week, a month, you can decide, I've had enough of that mindset and, be, and begin to renew it. At any moment, you can begin that renewal process. I think that that is the very hope of Jesus built in to the very constructs of our physical, uh, physical being. Even in the physical structure of our mind, God has placed hope at the center. There is hope right now. If you, if you have lived for years 
thinking certain things about yourself, that you're a failure, that you're not valuable. If, if you have spent years thinking things about life that, 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 that you're beginning to see, that they're just not what the Bible says, there is hope right now that when we partner with the Holy Spirit, you can begin to renew those and set new mindsets that are going are to lead you in totally different directions in your life. See, sometimes the idea of faith as evidence can, it can, it can seem a bit weak, right? It, it can be like in comparison to the experiences of life, we're supposed to just, what, like argue with faith? Like blind faith? You know, I've often heard faith talked about like blind faith. Well, you know, we just, if faith is evidence, that's great, but there's nothing like what, 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 when I'm experiencing all of this, how am I supposed to just have faith? But the truth is that it's not blind faith. You see, this whole series has been premised on the fact that just like in the courtroom, we have a witness that stands up and testifies that the evidence that has been presented is accurate and true and, and provides a yes to the evidence. So too do we have a witness, the Holy Spirit that is, that is testifying yes to the evidence of faith. We don't have blind faith. We have faith that, that is built on, on the affirmation and, and the yes of the Holy Spirit right back at our series scripture where it says the Spirit himself testifies. When you become Christian, when you begin to have a relationship with Jesus, when you say, you know what? I believe Jesus was the son of God. I believe he died for me and I want to know him. In that moment, it says you receive his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's role within you, one of his roles is from that, that point on to be the, the ever present courtroom witness that stands up and says that evidence, that faith evidence, that's true. That's true. That's true. I know life might be telling you a different story, but that's true. But that's true. What you're believing, that faith that you have, that's true. It doesn't matter what life is saying. That's true. The Holy Spirit is the greatest witness in any courtroom. And specifically in the courtroom of your minds, the Holy Spirit is always there to testify with you that your faith is not it is, it's not empty. It's not built on nothing. It has substance. It is, it is true. John 16 and John 14, we've looked at previous, but, but it goes on to tell us that the spirit of truth comes, that he will guide us into all truth, that he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he's heard. He will tell you about the future. The spirit is there to reveal and confirm and testify that faith, Built on God's word is true. John 14 says that when the father spends the, sends the advocate, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything that I've told you. The Holy Spirit's job is to be this ever present witness in the courtroom of our minds, testifying to the evidence of faith. And faith is our alternate evidence. It's the thing that says, even if, even if God doesn't do this, I still believe. I still am not going to waver. Even if I don't see that promise, I still believe God is the promise giver. Even if I don't see evidence of God's provision, 
I still believe God is our provider. The Holy Spirit works in us time and time again. Now, look, this honestly, this isn't to say that we never have experiences in life that also confirm what it is that we believe about God in us. It's not that we don't have encounters with the Holy Spirit that are so real and tangible that they provide their own evidence. It's not that we never have moments of, of answered prayer that provide us with evidence. It's just that when they don't occur, if we don't have an alternate evidence, then, then what we're left with is only the circumstances of life. It's, it's only the experiences of life that we have that, that are going to bring an alternate evidence. And so it's critical that we understand how powerful faith is and how we go about strengthening our faith. You see, Scripture says that, that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. That's why this thing is so important to our lives, that the Word of God is what is going to build up your faith. It is what is going to add substance and strength so that, so that when it comes to those moments where life is, is presenting you with all of this alternate evidence, your faith stands strong. Your faith stands bold. Your faith stands secure because, because you've been reading and your faith has been grown and your Holy Spirit is testifying yes to the things that you've read and the things that, you, that He's revealed to you from the Word of God. And you are holding on to that scripture going, no, no, God says He is working all things together for good. And His Spirit is saying, yes, He does. Yes, he does. I know it might be taking longer than you would like, longer than you might be expecting. But God is still at work. He's not stopped working. He is going to fulfill. He is going to provide. He is going to come through. He's working all things together. You know, James Murray, Pastor James Murray says that you are conforming to what you constantly hear. And I wonder what, what is the loudest voice in the courtroom of your thinking? What is the loudest voice in your mind? Is it the voice of your experiences? Or, or is it the Word of God? Is it, is it the promises in Scripture? Is it the descriptions of God that we get from His Word? What is, what is the loudest voice? What is the most consistent voice? What are you actually listening to the most? Because can I tell you that that, 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 is, that is ultimately what is going to, it's going to be overwhelming the courtroom of your mind. You know, the evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence, the monotony, the consistency, the, the overwhelming evidence is ultimately going to push your mind into forming particular constructs, preset mindsets that, that dictate how you, how you perceive life how you perceive other people, how you perceive what you're walking through in your workplace right now, in your marriage right now. They're going to they're cause you to perceive interactions with, with family members from particular angles. These mindsets are so important to be aware of. Can I tell you that the greatest, the greatest evidence of, of someone's faith is is actually not seen in someone's prayer getting answered 
you know, I think sometimes we can, we can live life with a bit of an incorrect mindset that, you know, the person that experiences an answer to prayer, or oh, well, they, they must have great faith. It was their faith that, that is evident that uh, when the prayer got answered. But do you know what greater faith looks like? Greater faith looks like continuing to believe even when the prayer isn't answered. Greater faith looks like living for years, still believing. Faith looks like moving through a season in life where every aspect of it is telling you something totally different. And yet you are holding on to and, and operating towards life in such a way that it is clear you still believe. You still believe God is good, even though life is so difficult right now. You still believe God's going to provide for you, even though it seems like all avenues of your life are, are constricting and being restricted. That The greatest evidence of faith is living a life as if the answer to prayer has, has happened or is absolutely going to happen, even if right now you see no evidence of it. That is the greatest expression of faith. Romans 12, 2. Sorry, just before that, I want to say, you know, that sort of a life is not easy. And we should acknowledge that, right? That sort of a life, that's, that is difficult to live like that. But we aren't called to do it in our own strength. In fact, the evidence even in Scripture would be that when we try to live like that in our own strength, we, we don't make it. Uh, we, 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 we can't do that. That's why we are built to rely on God. We're built to rely on His Holy Spirit. We're, we're built to have a dependency on His Spirit for strength and hope and joy and peace. We should not be trying uh, day after day, week after week, year after year to conjure up those things on our own. They come as gifts of the Spirit within us. Life has a loud voice. Our, our feelings have a volume level that the Holy Spirit won't compete with. Scripture tells us that when the Spirit speaks, it's a small, still voice. It's why it's, why it's so valuable to have time in our lives where we hit pause, whether it's at the start of the day, the end of the day, and give ourselves the opportunity to hear the still small voice of God. Because life's been yelling at us all day. Our emotions have been yelling at us all day. And the Holy Spirit is, is just wanting to confirm and affirm and testify and strengthen that faith that we have. You see, Scripture tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Not, not a different fight, but the good fight of faith. Our fight is to hold on to the alternate evidence. Our, our, our fight is, is to hear the voice of the Spirit in a, in a world that is yelling all sorts of other evidence at us. It is, to, it, it is the fight to hold on to the evidence of Scripture. That's our fight. And that's a day-to-day, moment-by-moment, hour by hour, when we have thoughts come into our minds, when we have, uh, when life tells us something in a moment, right there, we, we take that thought, we take it captive and we go, no, that's not, that's not in line with what the Bible says about me, what it says about my life. I'm choosing 
I'm just like Deuteronomy, I give you a choice. Choosing alternate evidence. I'm choosing an alternate evidence. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think it's incredibly sobering to consider that we're never stagnant in our thinking. There is not one moment that our thinking is stagnant. Even in our sleep, our thinking is working to rearrange the thoughts that we've given priority to and, and, and the things that we've dwelled on. And, 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 and sleep is all about rearranging and packaging and storing within our minds. Even in sleep, we're not stagnant in our, in our thinking. We are either being conformed to the ways of this world. We're either being conformed to the evidence presented to us in life. We are either changing the constructs, the mindsets, the predetermined perspectives. We're either being conformed to think based on the evidence of, of, of our experience, of life, of our emotions, or we are being transformed to live a life that is built by faith and the Word of God. We, there is no middle ground. We are either, we are either being conformed or transformed we are not stagnant and it is a sobering realization to consider that this is a moment by moment day by day reality as we journey this life and I tell you it encourages me it prompts me it stirs me to seek out the Holy Spirit to foster the relationship that I have with Him so that I can hear His voice, so that I know what it sounds like, so I know what the voice of the Spirit testifying in the courtroom of my mind sounds like. Now, I don't know where you're watching this from or even when you're watching this, but I know two things. I know, number one, the Holy Spirit is there with you. Whether you believe that He exists or not, I believe He's right there with you. I believe that He wants to encourage you to have a relationship with God through the person of Jesus. And I also believe that He wants to work in you and be the witness to testify that what this says about you, about me, about, about other people, about life is absolutely true. And you can build your life on it. And right now I want to pray for you. I want to pray if, if, you have, uh, if you're watching this and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you, you, maybe you've never heard of it or maybe you grew up in church and you felt like all you got was rules and regulations. Can I tell you that, 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 that what I read in Scripture is that Jesus came to offer you relationship with Him. And, 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 and maybe you feel like something inside of you is saying, you know what, I want that. I want a relationship with Him. Well, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that, that you'd acknowledge that, that you've lived a uh, life and that by doing that, in many ways, you've done things, thought things, or, or even not done things that, that God will have wanted you to do. And, and the Bible says that when we do that, uh, it's sin that separates us from God. I want to pray right now that as you accept who Jesus is and the relationship that He has on offer for you, that you would know that you are forgiven of all those things, that when Jesus died on the cross for you, that moment created the, the opportunity for you to receive forgiveness. And I want to pray that you would acknowledge that, that Jesus is the Son of God and invite Him to come in to your life right now.
So Father, I want to pray for every person that is considering that decision. I want to pray that, that, they, that they would take a hold of the relationship that you have on offer for them. And secondly, I want to pray for everyone who, who right now is feeling the Holy Spirit challenging them, maybe on a particular mindset. Maybe it's a mindset about, about other people. Maybe it's a mindset about yourself. Uh, I want to pray right now for you that you would engage with the witness testifying an alternate evidence. Father, I believe that your Holy Spirit is at work right now. I believe that he is revealing to people where they have been thinking things about themselves, about other people, about you that's not in line with your word. I pray that as, as your Holy Spirit begins now to be a witness and begin to testify in the very courtroom of their mind, I pray that they would, they would begin to listen. Their faith would begin to, to be stirred. That they would begin to reconstruct new thinking in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.